It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be Mr. Rogers? I can't wait to go see that movie. Maybe we'll go see that tonight or tomorrow. Hallelujah. I know we like to do secular stuff because the priesthood's too intense and I'm sick and tired of being covered in the blood and the feces of the animal sacrifice. You need to suck it up, wussy boy. We're going to hose you down. Priesthood of Melchizedek works seven days a week out of rest, out of heaven's best, out of the river. See, when the river's doing the work, you can't burn out. I'm at rest in this Armageddon. I'm at rest in this great tribulation. The living water is being turned into blood today. Revelation 16, the Lord says. Every place of springs, every place of rivers, every place of living waters is turning into wine. It's intensification of the glory of God. He turned the water into wine. The first miracle at Cana at Galilee when He revealed His glory. The sons of God are revealing, we're revealing our glory. And we're going to turn our water into our wine. Mm -hmm. Because we're equal to Jesus, according to the Bible. Blasphemy is actually attributing to Satan your own birthright of divinity. Saying you're not equal to Jesus is blasphemy. As it is written in Hebrews, he's not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. Religion, the spirit of antichrist blasphemy, makes us ashamed to call ourselves equals to Jesus as his brothers and sisters, even blood brothers and blood sisters. You better be blood brothers. You better be blood sisters. What are you even doing if you're not drinking the blood of the Lamb this whole time? Drinking the cup of the new covenant. This is the blood of the new covenant. Drink it whenever you remember me. If you never drank it, then you're not his blood sister or blood brother, and everything's offensive to you. You're offended by everything. And it's just hard, and I'm just going to cry, beat myself up, try harder, try to find somewhere I could fit in, because I don't fit into the kingdom, because I haven't drank his cup. You can go into every little clique, every little group in the whole world, and just never find anything what you're looking for until you finally humble yourself and drink the one cup that all of us drink every day. I drink it all day long. We've been drinking for so long that there's almost nothing left to me except God the Father. So we really reveal at Red Letter Ministries how people feel towards the nature, the name, the likeness, the power, the, the severity, the authority, and the might and the riches of God the Father, even His sovereignty. It's true. It's a huge responsibility, but none of it's on my shoulders because all I do is drink. When you drink, then He fills you. When you drink, it's no longer you needing to be something in front of others for them to believe in Jesus, which is religious witchcraft. You actually just become the manifestation of Him by death to self. Normal Christianity, few have ever walked in it. Few. Most people get into pride instead of humility. Most people get into self instead of selflessness. To find a selfless Christian, listen, I've been doing this for 13 years. We've been broadcasting in 195 nations for 11 years nearly daily. 
to find a Christian that's selfless is the rarest thing in the entire universe. Nearly all Christianity in the world, especially on Sunday, you get them in there so they can be a better me. What? Oh, I love this service. Man, it just built me up. Oh, I love the altar. They bound me with cords, tied my hands and feet behind my back, and burned me as a burnt sacrifice. Nobody goes to that church. Nobody. You have to be a real Christian to go to that church. You have to be completely selfless. Now, I know there's people out there that desire it. We test them, and people talk the talk, but very few walk the walk. And there are levels and degrees you can go to that make you require different parts of your religious prideful nature that still work under the sun and under the moon. And that's why even the apostles and prophets of the church age have submitted to Satan's principalities, have submitted to the world system of Babylon the Great. They're working under human governments? What kind of crap? Could you imagine Jesus working under Caesar? Jesus working under Herod? What kind of blasphemous false messiah would Jesus of Nazareth have been if he had submitted to Herod and submitted to Caesar? Jesus Christ of Nazareth said, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. And they were astonished and no one dared ask him another question. Because nothing belonged to Caesar. Not a single scrap of metal in the universe. He's a thief and a robber even though his name was printed on the coin. And it revealed man's pride, that man thinks that something here is theirs because I killed someone. Caesar killed all kinds of people, just thousands and thousands, just warmongering. They'd go into cities and they'd crucify everyone that wouldn't become a slave. They were brutal. They were murderers. Brutal murderers. And because you're a brutal murderer operating in the the spirit of Cain, and we do it today in religion, doesn't mean you earn anything here in the face of the earth because you exercise flesh and blood over others. But most people think that way because of what their flesh and blood has done, that they have earned something in the earth. I earn my wages through hard work as if the curse was your accreditation for finances. I have earned these finances because I've worked hard. Like the curse is your validation. How many people use the curse of the fall as a validation for what they have in their life? This is mine. This is my family. This is my business. I've worked hard. That's even considered the American way. But it's not the way of the Lord. And we love America more than anyone. The issue is, we don't have real Christianity here yet. We don't. We don't have the full manifestation of the city of David. We don't have the full manifestation of the water temple. And until we do, we will not have a perfect expression of Jesus Christ-level Christianity in the earth. And that's what we're commissioned to bring forth. That's what turning the water into wine will do. It will bring the most severe judgment of all time upon religious people. Not rebellious people. This judgment today is not for the rebellious. In fact, I see the rebellious 
doing better than ever. Man, they're rejoicing. It's a wonder he was a friend of tax collectors and sinners. He loved hanging out with prostitutes because they weren't self-righteous. They knew they were sluts. They knew that they were dogs and sorcerers. They knew there was nothing good about their nature, their flesh, because all they've ever done was bad things their whole life. They didn't have any pride in them. Jesus was the friend of anyone that didn't have pride in them. But those that were proud, those that said, I'm good by what I've done, were his enemies that he destroyed into hell for eternity. He tried to soften their hearts. He says, oh, I long to brood over you, Jerusalem, but you're self-righteous. You're not willing to bow the knee. Instead of bowing the knee to the Messiah, what did they chant? We have no king but Caesar. We have no king but Trump. We have no king but Caesar. Oh, Trump's a Christian. You can't say it. I could say that. Most Christians say that because they don't even know the Lord Jesus. Not intimately. Not in the river. Not doubting your fire insurance. This is about degrees of salvation. This ain't about fire insurance, you know, saved and going to heaven when you die. This is about manifesting the throne of God and the Lamb while you're alive on earth as it is in heaven in the fullness of His glory. This is about degrees of salvation. After you're born again, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says you're supposed to go from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. How many do? And how do you? By humility. All you got to do is keep going in humility, and we think we've arrived to a place of humility. I have people tell me all the time, they're so humble. I'm so humble. I'll tell you, man, you got major pride issues. And people think I'm being prideful. I'm actually being loving. I'm trying to get you in the lower pool. And, the, and I'm not saying I'm not dealing with my own pride. I just want other members of Joel's army to be more powerful with me. I'm just looking for a company of soldiers that can be stronger so we can do serious damage to hell. And people misunderstand everything you say every day because their head is full of pride and pride blinds you so you can't even see Cain, Jezebel, and all this wickedness working in your brain. And it's severe. It's severe amongst my friends and family. It's severe. And if it's bad amongst my closest friends, you know how bad it is amongst the people out there that hate sanctification. I'm telling you, that's exactly how it is right now. That there is a squirming even amongst my closest friends who are all prophets and apostles. Squirming. The refinement is so severe, there's a squirming, not so much in the Spirit, really nice in the Spirit, even perfected in the Spirit, but in the brain. The squirming of the brain. The brain's like a toad. It squirms always trying to squeal away and not bring sacrifice. Mine too. If I hadn't wrestled with my own brain for the last 20 years, I'd tell you otherwise, but it's just not true. Romans chapter 8 is true. There's the carnal mind and then there's the mind controlled by the Spirit like a bridled horse that's been brought into submission until you bring the brain into the obedience of the molten lava of Zion in your spiritual stomach this thing is out of control. The brain that's not bridled is completely blasphemous all the time, and every thought that passes through it is anti-Christ. I have never heard the brain 
once in my lifetime tell the truth. Nope. Not a single time in my lifetime have I heard a human brain say anything that's even remotely correct and close to the truth. It can't because it's fallen. It is so disgustingly filthy and fallen. And everything done in the flesh of the brain is blasphemy continuously until it's offered as an animal sacrifice on the altar. Not just once, but continuously. And that's the only way you can get the glory of God through a human being. If they bring sacrifice of their skull, Golgotha, the place of the skull. Unless they bring the brain to be burnt by the spirit of fire, there can be no glory flowing out of a human face. You know why Stephen glowed with a glowing face like an angel in Acts 6 and 7? Because he was wise. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the humility of the sacrifice of self. The giving up of one's pride and the identity that you're something apart from the living waters. That you're something apart from the spirit of grace that you have anything in you that's good whatsoever is absolute insanity. It's insanity. That insanity is the madness of Satan and his angels inside humanity today. You hear it all the time. You ask people if they're good, almost everyone will say they're a good person. You could ask bad people if they're good. Those Most of them will say they're good people. I know people worse than me. What is that in them that makes them so sick that their standard is so low, barbaric? It's not of Gabriel. It's not of Jesus. It's just such a low standard. What is it? It's pride. Pride. Pride itself is the presence of Satan working in our members. And you can say, well, I'm not that prideful, prideful. but I'm telling you, it's layer upon layer inside the layers of your own soul. And you can't see it. You can't. That's why you have to walk by faith. Walking by faith is to remove the layers of pride of Satan and his angels inside the layers of your soul. It's like layer upon layer of the onion. And you can't see the next layer. There's no chance you can. And even if someone told you, you probably won't believe them. Until you're so completely broken that you know the process of sanctification, that you know that there's layer upon layer. And that's very rare, too, to find someone that broken, that humble, that knows they're being sanctified in their brain, layer after layer of satanic pride, until there's only the grace of the Lord Jesus, the humility waters, washing through their whole skull in a complete and total sacrifice of self. Now, that's a person that will be a leader in Joel's army. That's a person that will live in the new Zion, in the new Jerusalem, in the new temple. These people that I'm speaking to today that will go all the way in every layer of pride in their soul will glow and they will overcome death. Death is that pride in the layers of your soul. You have watched this ministry and people manifesting day after day after day by the hundreds their pride, which is the spirit of death, against the humility of the Lamb. Not that I'm super humble. I'm just super dead. 
so that I can yield to the Lamb through my heart and soul and flesh. This, is, this thing is not about me. This is about Jesus Christ fully formed in me and hopefully fully formed in you. That's why we broadcast. And when Jesus Christ is fully formed in you, Jesus, uh, Apostle Paul says, I labor amongst you tirelessly until Christ be fully formed in you. Christ fully formed in you is not just in your spirit, because everyone's spirit's perfect when they ask Jesus into their spiritual heart. Now it's be transfigured by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 2, transfigured, the word is metamorphosis in Greek, in the brain, layer after layer of pride. Few people can even go a couple layers into their soul. And how many layers are there? Woo! All the way out through the whole heavens until your head is above the seven stars. That's just the beginning of overcoming our own pride in the fallen angels. Once your head is above the sun and the moon, because you'll feel it, this is what every single one of you is dealing with in your sanctification right now at this moment. This is coming out of the Great Tribulation, is overcoming time, overcoming the sun and the moon, the solar and lunar calendar, the seven days of the week, the seven stars. In Christ, you must overcome until those seven stars are burning in your right hand because you're in the body of Christ. But few have ever overcome the solar system because they're not willing to sacrifice the pride in their brain. You're tested, and Satan and his angels do not want to let you go. And in order to be let go, you have to let go of self because you don't have a self. There's no self in there. That's deception. There's Satan in there. It's true. And it's not so much demon possession as it is the prince of the power of the air, atmospheric darkness possession of where your brains are in relation to the atmosphere going outward through the universe. Oh, yeah. That's true. Every time you read about world in the New Testament, it's not talking about the earth. It's talking about the cosmos. It's talking about the seven stars. It's talking about the universe. The word world in New Testament is cosmos in Greek. We read it as just the earth and we just attribute it to some natural, animalistic, Jezebelic, Freemason Christianity that has absolutely nothing to do with real apostolic witness or the glory of God or the river of life or the kingdom of heaven or the water temple or the new Jerusalem or anything that the apostles actually laid their lives down for to form in the earth. Anything that any of the martyrs of the first century actually died for is almost unknown in modern-day Christianity, especially in the USA right now, especially in the charismatic church. They're utterly, completely clueless. Where you bring the true blueprint of revelation to these people, and they will think you're insane. You watch them manifest every day because they're not taught apostolic prophetic Christianity. They're not taught the kingdom of heaven. They're not taught of Christ, which is the river of life. They're not taught of the seven stars or the twelve stars or on his head or many crowns or that I'm actually in the body of Christ, that I'm a member in particular in the body, that Christ is in me, and that I'm equal to Christ as a brother and sister of Christ, that we're a royal priesthood and a holy nation. They're not taught real Christianity. They're taught Jezebelic religion and witchcraft. Almost all modern day Christianity is witchcraft. It's true, because it doesn't transfigure you. If I hadn't dealt with it 
by the hundreds of thousands watching them manifest on me, I'd say, well, maybe there's something there. But this is all from experience. From years and years and years of daily experience with thousands and thousands of people all over the world. What you're dealing with is Babylon the Great and a Christianity that pretends to be real Christianity that's not real Christianity at all, but is the whore of Babylon riding a seven-headed beast, which is seven principalities working through the brain instead of seven spirits of God working through the spirit. It is completely and totally polar opposite of what Jesus and the apostles actually walked in and were trying to produce in the earth. Why they were a threat to Rome. Why they were a threat to he uh, Herod. Why they had to chant, we have no king but Caesar, because Jesus was establishing a messianic kingdom of the glory of God. And people are opposed to the kingdom because they're full of Satan. There's only two trees in the garden. The kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of Christ. And the kingdom of Christ will not bow any longer to the kingdom of Satan. And there are men and women at the sound of my voice that won't even bow to any area of it in all society. That's why the heavens and the earth are shaking. That's why the di diabolical systems that have been set up by Freemasons, that have been set up by warlocks and witches, but have been set up in Greenwich, London, that have been set up in New York City, that have been set up in Washington, D.C., that have been set up all over the world, are shaking the celestial bodies of the seven stars and Saturn and Neptune and Jupiter and Venus and Mercury and Mars and Sun and Moon are shaking because this whole system is a lie of Babylon the Great and there are men and women overcoming Babylon the Great and the Bible says that when the appointed time of maturity comes that the governors and the tutors are dismissed. The taskmasters of the law of the seven stars are dismissed when you overcome the law of the seven stars of the natural realm which is overcoming Satan, the red dragon, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and not loving their lives even unto death. It's true. And there's a lot in there to unpack, but it'll be put right into your spirit, and the Holy Ghost will shoot it right up into your brain. Just plant it in your belly like C4. Just stack in C4, and we'll hit the button, and you'll explode into a million pieces of glory, just like glitter bombs everywhere. Boom. Boom. Amen. Your spirit feeds on the prophetic word and the measure of the severity of the word is the power that can explode in resurrection power through the brain, right up through the brain. And it will lift your brain, your soul, your mind above the curse. It's the time of the resurrection. And the Father is just so serious with angel power beyond anything man or woman in the body of Christ has ever dealt with. The Father has saved His best angels for last, His best wine for last. And they're being released right now throughout all America, throughout the United Kingdom, throughout Asia, Europe, throughout Australia, Africa, Central and South. Every single place in the world is going to get touched by the best wine. Right now, he's turning the water into wine. We've been teaching on water for years and years and years. Springs and waters, springs and waters. We've been watering the garden. 
Every single day. Water, water, water. Garden works. Water, water, water. What happens when all that water we've been releasing for all these years, not just me, but every person in the whole body of Christ that's in the living water, anyone that's an actual Christian releases living water, and all that water that's out there turns into wine. It's like the glory becomes instantaneously a thousand times stronger. The Bible actually says in John, that's when he revealed his glory. He was already in the glory. The water was the glory. But then there was a revealing of the water into the wine where they could physically feel it and be physically intoxicated with it. I've been looking at this for years, wondering when are they going to be completely whacked as I'm whacked because my water's been turned into wine for 12 years, just completely retarded on the glory of God. When are they going to get totally annihilated like we are and get their water turned into wine? He told me today they're doing it. Revelation chapter 16, and the waters were turned into blood. Guess what? The blood's the wine. You think it's a bad thing? God doesn't have anything bad in Him. The judgments are the glory. The judgments are all the same intense stuff that the apostles and prophets have had for years and years and years. Now everybody's going to taste. Everyone's going to breathe. Everyone's going to feel it. Every brain will get the same measure that will overflow from the apostles of the water temple of the New Jerusalem. That level of sanctification that has been applied to the most perfect men and women in the world will now be applied to sanctify all flesh on earth. And nobody can escape it. Because this world doesn't belong to you, and it's not a democracy, and nothing you have belongs to you. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Give to God what is God's. Everything belongs to Jesus. And we're the body of Jesus, right? So what happens when Jesus is made fully manifest through men and women? Well, then he finally takes back what the enemy stole from him. How? Through the glory of God, through the same exact sacrifice and sanctification that we have endured the whole time being mocked by people that weren't willing to change, weren't willing to believe or sacrifice anything, always making fun of the severity, always getting offended by everything. All these wicked people everywhere. Wicked. They're not good people. These are wicked, evil, blasphemous people, just like when Jesus was crucified, screaming out, we have no king but Caesar. Now, I know there's repentance granted for some of them, but not all of them. There will be judgment and there will be death. There will be severity. You think everyone that here... I mean, I heard Bob Jones said only one billion get saved. That means, what, seven billion die and go to hell? One out of eight, Bob? That's Bob Jones, and most of the charismatic church embraces him as a true prophet. I don't even think it's going to be that bad. But that's one of the prophecies out there. I read in the, the book of Revelation that one out of three that drank Satan's waters die. That's what the Bible says. Does that mean they die and go to hell? Yeah. That means one out of three people on earth have hardened their hearts unto death. You're going to sit there and waste your life on someone that's hardening their heart unto death? Haven't you ever read, two will be sleeping in bed, one will be taken, and one remain? Have you ever read that verse? Two will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken, one remain. Who's taken? As it was in the days of Noah. The wicked are taken, and the righteous inherit the earth through water. There's no rapture. 
there's only crapture, the removing of all the crap from the world. It's true. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And we have, we have been so religious that we have forfeited it to the fallen angels, angels by our deception in the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great, thinking that, oh, the world's too far gone. We're just going to isolate ourselves from society, from Silicon Valley, from Wall Street, from all this, from business, from all this stuff going on in American society, from Hollywood. I mean, we're just going to let... The, We've let them steal everything from us. We have let the Canaanites build up Canaan as the holy people of the Most High God who now inherit the kingdom. We're taking it all back. And the only thing we're removing is Satan and his angels and the ones that are not willing to cooperate with our living waters, which is our authority and power to enforce the new covenant, the blood covenant of our inheritance of everything in the world. Restore all things. Restoration of all things. Things. It's material objects. Oh yeah. It's all money. It's all power. It's all honor. It's all glory. It's all wisdom. Praise. Revelation chapter 5. To the Lamb. And aren't you married to the Lamb? What do you think the bride of Christ is? She's about to get her dowry. Oh, wow. She's about to get what he died for on the cross. She's about to get all things, restore the fortunes of New Zion. When we were like those who dreamed or were in ecstasy because we're in the living waters. Hallelujah. Cheers, Ha, 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 So it's the time of the prophets receiving their reward. And it's the time that all of the suffering ceases for the holy people who have been continuously mocked and ridiculed in Babylon the Great by the wicked. Even wicked family members, not necessarily like they're going to be killed or anything, but the, the demons in them, the reptile spirit of hell, the Antichrist mocking religious spirit, will be absolutely annihilated out of all flesh in America this season by the principality of divine love, says the Lord Almighty. The dominion of love is stronger than death, and it's the enforcement of the blood covenant. It's the wrath of the Lamb upon witchcraft that pretends to be Christianity. The wrath of the Lamb is the full pressing of the blood of Jesus through the brain of the religious person. Through the blasphemous religious antichrist witch that operates not out of the spirit, but out of the soul. And that's like everyone, because we all have some mixtures, so we're, we're feeling it too. I love the refinement. I love the sanctification. Me first. Listen, there's not one judgment here that I haven't passed through myself. That's how we bring judgments. That's how you form judges. Judges 5, Deborah. That's how you form mature, bridal company Christians that can bring severe judgments that will fix society, that will shut down the demonic, that will strike down Jezebel, that will cure sickness and disease. That's how you do it. You fall in love with His judgments. You fall in love with His fire, His purification. Everything you've got, throw at me. White throne judgment seat of Christ for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and midnight snack, and 5 a.m. early breakfast. Second Yeah. 11 a.m. brunch. 2 a.m. <laughs> secondsies <laughs> for all the shirelings. Holy Spirit. Salted pork. Hallelujah. The finest long bottom leaf. Glory. In Jesus' name. Because we are sitting on a field of victory. Amen.
All it took was us sacrificing all of ourselves to partake of everything the Lamb has prepared for us, the marriage supper of the Lamb. You know, you can go ahead and begin feasting marriage supper of the Lamb. We have for years. That's what this ministry has been doing for years and years and years. That's what the drunken glory is. That's what the wine is. Is the marriage supper of the Lamb. You don't have to be stuck in time. You can live in eternity. You can be above the sun and the moon, the solar and lunar calendar. It's a, all it is is a mental elevation. And you rise mentally by receiving prophecy into your spirit. The more and more you agree with the true prophets sent from the presence of God, the more built up your soul will be in the heavens above the curse in eternity so you can partake of even the eighth day. So you can partake of even the power of the age to come. There will be people here that will be like glory astronauts that will go back into time and heal the timeline and remove all the damage of the fallen angels the last 6,000 years as if there had never been a curse of a fall. That's what the stars are really the power of. It's the power of time. The 12 stars of the 12 constellations are on the bride's head, according to my Bible, Revelation 12.1. Upon her head were the 12 stars. That's the 12 constellations of the 12 tribes of Israel, of the 144,000 overcomers that are fully sanctified, that get their inheritance in the heavens, that reign from the angelic heavenly sphere, Revelation 5.10, it is written. And from above the, the seven stars of the seven days of the week, you know what they are, Mercury, Mars, Ju Jupiter, Saturn, all of it, the sun and the moon, all of it, You'll be, your head will be so far above the natural dimension and the curse of the fall and the curse of the law and the fallen angels that you'll be actually working through all eternity past and out of eternity future. We've already begun doing that. There's already men and women here, mystics have been doing it for years. There have been people throughout history done it. Enoch did it. David did it. David lived out of the eighth day 3,000 years ago. Enoch never died. He was living out of it 6,000 years ago. I mean, my God, it's been available for everyone who could just get out of the natural mind into the mind of Christ and rise above the sun and the moon and the planetary systems in our universe. Because that's what the curse of the fall is the enforcement of. Keeping your head under this elevation, this solar system, this skyline, fallen angels. If you get above the curse by being built up with the prophetic word, you'll never be touched by the curse of the fall the rest of your days. It's called living above the snake line. And you don't just get pulled up mentally, you get pulled up physically and your bones go with you. You're going to pull your bones right above the seven stars. In his right hand are the seven stars of the seven days of the week. Should we tell you what they are? Just to refresh your course. It's important. Thank you, Jesus. Monday is moon. Tuesday is Mars. Wednesday is Mercury. Thursday is Jupiter. Friday is Venus. Saturday, Saturn. Sunday, Sun. And so what will be revealed in the days to come is those who are from above the seven stars of the seven days of the week. Every day of the week is na named after one of the seven stars. It's in the Bible. And it's clearly written and it's experienced by everyone we just don't know we're perishing for lack of knowledge so everyone that's from above will be above these seven everyone's from below will be below these seven and the issue is is your heart receiving and believing the word of god that's how you become from above and i'm not talking about just spiritually here because you know you get born again you got a spirit there's evidence that you're saved i'm talking about your soul above the seven stars. I'm not talking about your spirit in the third heaven. I'm talking about the transfiguration of your mind, your brain, 
Your brain is above the seven stars. You're above the curse in your brain, in your soul. That's what counts. That's what makes you great in the kingdom. Every, anyone that can ask Jesus into their heart and their deathbed, go to heaven and be saved. And that happens every day, and God loves that, and they're saved, and you're saved by grace. You come right into the kingdom, you have no rewards, but you're in heaven for eternity. Now, what makes you great is you take this whole lump of brain matter, and you submit it every day to, the, to God the Father in your spirit, and you transfigure it, and you become the exact likeness of the invisible God, the outrain brilliance of the light being. That you become like Jesus, the mind of Christ. That your head begins to glow. That your brain begins to manifest the fullness of the 12 stars and the four rivers through the 12 stars. That you're completely and totally sanctified and you're operating in all the ability of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Sovereignty from the throne. As it is written, they're going to reign from thrones. In my Father's house are many thrones, many mansions. If it were not so, I tell you, dwelling places of power and glory, dominion, might, and authority that you can live in and rule in and have your being in and be outside of time and outside of the curse. Amen? And that's your inheritance. All the natural stuff will be added unto you once you seek this righteousness. This is righteousness. We're teachers of righteousness, preachers of righteousness, like Noah, because you're in the days of Noah, and those that hear it, believe it, and obey it, and receive it as seed into their spirit, and begin to manifest it through their souls, they'll walk in it. They'll manifest it. It's all transmitted through the Spirit Word. Jesus Christ said, my words are spirit and they're life. It's in the Word. It's a container of power, of impartation. God the Father spoke a word. Jesus Christ came in Acts chapter 9 and struck Saul of Tarsus off his donkey. That's a picture of a Christian speaking the word. God the Father is clearly a Christian. God the Father is speaking the word of His Son, and His Son went forth and struck Saul of Tarsus. That's just a picture of a normal Christian speaking the word of life. Didn't speak death, didn't curse him. He just killed his son, Stephen, mar you know, the martyr, glowing face. But instead of killing him, he raised him from the dead, but he struck him down. And you have to see that that's how you speak words. Like Father God speaking Jesus out of his mouth. Every single one of us will speak Jesus out of our mouths. The voice of many waters proceeding from our mouth, a two-edged sword to strike the nations, to circumcise all hearts, to circumcise all minds. Amen? That's called the seven thunders, the sons of thunder. The real deal. The ones that know the Father intimately, face to face, inside their bodies, made full of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, operating out of full spiritual stature. Amen? Full spiritual stature is day one Christianity stuff. The issue is, don't ever doubt in your mind what you got the first day. You got the fullness of a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, day one born again. Then you go to church, you get religious, and you don't believe. And then it becomes, did God really say? And you doubt everything God said, just like Adam and Eve did, and you remain under the curse of law, powerless, completely castrated from power. Hallelujah. We need to go back into the power. We need to go back into the intimate power of revelation light, the light of revelation flowing out of our innermost being and through our eyeballs burning like laser beams. Our eyes are flashing fire. Revelation chapter 1. His eyes, well, his eyes are your eyes because you're in his body. The issue is most of us haven't woken up in our brains and we let our brains shut down our spirit because our brains are still influenced by the fallen angels working pride in our souls. 
So when we strike out the pride in our souls, all our eyes will flash with fire. That's the only thing you need to focus on. It's pride. You deal with pride with the humility of the living waters, you'll be transfigured. There'll be a, a renewing of your mind. There'll be a quickening and an acceleration. The Father and His disciplinary nature is so perfect and it's only to get you super overpowered. Overpowered in humility. Humility is what Moses walked in so strongly that at 120 years old, there was not a wrinkle on his face. He had overcome death. He's killing giants, Og, king of Bashan, at 110 years old, striking down 9 foot, 13 foot, 12 foot giants. He's over 100 years old. That's what the Bible says. Why? Because he was humble. Because the divine supernatural humility of God is the transfiguration of your heart and your brains and your bones. That even Satan wrestled with Michael the archangel over the body of Moses because his body was transfigured. And he took it right up into heaven and Moses has his body to this day. Just like Elijah, the two witnesses, the apostolic and the prophetic, during this time, Revelation chapter 11, will transfigure everyone who listens to them in the full witness of the eternal gospel with all angel power backing us up from New Zion, the third temple, and the city of New Jerusalem in the name of Jesus Christ. And partner with Global Harvest at redlettermin.com and be blessed. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen.